October 21st, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 1 through 21. Christians who are slaves should give their masters full respect, so that the name of God and His teaching will not be shamed. If your master is a Christian, that is no excuse for being disrespectful. You should work all the harder because you are helping another believer by your efforts. Teach these truths, Timothy, and encourage everyone to obey them. Some false teachers may deny these things, but these are the sound, wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they are the foundation for a godly life. Anyone who teaches anything different is both conceited and ignorant. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over the meaning of words. This stirs up arguments ending in jealousy, fighting, slander, and evil suspicions. These people always cause trouble. Their minds are corrupt, and they don't tell the truth. To them, religion is just a way to get rich. Yet true religion with contentment is great wealth. After all, we didn't bring anything with us when we came into the world, and we certainly cannot carry anything with us when we die. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is at the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. But you, Timothy, belong to God. So run from all these evil things and follow what is right and good. Pursue a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for what we believe. Hold tightly to the eternal life that God has given you which you have confessed so well before many witnesses. And I command you before God, who gives life to all, and before Christ Jesus, who gave a good testimony before Pontius Pilate, that you obey His commands with all purity. Then no one can find fault with you from now until our Lord Jesus Christ returns. For at the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only Almighty God, the King of kings and Lord of lords. He alone can never die, and He lives in light so brilliant that no human can approach Him. No one has ever seen Him, nor ever will. To Him be honor and power forever. Amen. Tell those who are rich in this world not to be proud, and not to trust in their money, which will soon be gone. But their trust should be in the living God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works, and should give generously to those in need, always being ready to share with others whatever God has given them. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of real life. Timothy Guard what God has entrusted to you. Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. Some people have wandered from the faith by following such foolishness. May God's grace be with you all.
This week's Bible meditation, Isaiah 26.3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Have you guys ever thought about what it would be like to be a caterpillar? Think about this. I mean, all your life, picture yourself, your whole life, you've been crawling around on the dirt, right? That's all you know. You crawl around the dirt, you crawl around some leaves, just, 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 you're just going nowhere. And then you take a nap, right? You take this long nap, you wake up, and suddenly, no way! You know, you're just flying around going, no, look at me. This is the same person this whole life. I've been walking around the dirt, and now look at me, just flying around. I mean, what would that moment feel like? Seriously, I mean, what would that feel like to suddenly be this whole different creation? You see, the Bible says that that is what takes place in our lives when we become believers in Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that we become a new creation. It's like, I am a completely different person now. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, new things have come. See, the Bible says that the Spirit of God actually comes into your body. And then suddenly you're able to do things that you never dreamed possible, that you never thought you could do. In fact, there's a verse that I want us to focus on today, and it's Romans chapter 8, verse 11. And it says this, look at this. It says, and if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who lives in you. You see that? Look at that first phrase. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Jesus, He's been crucified. You've got this body that has just been beat up, lifeless, nailed to a cross. It's dead. It's laying here. Imagine how much power it would take, what a supernatural power, to get that body to raise from the dead, to rise up from the dead and walk around as though nothing happened. And the Bible says that that much power dwells inside of me. That same power lives in me. And I I really believe that most Christians do not believe this verse. They just don't really believe it. That you've got that much power living inside of you. Do you? I mean, really, do you honestly believe that that much power dwells inside of you? Because the Bible says it's at the moment that, that you, you decide that when you understand, you go, you know what, I believe that on the cross, Jesus, He was the Son of God and He paid, He paid for everything I did wrong. Okay, that's why God sent His Son so that He would pay the punishment for the world. And that if I believe in that, I can have eternal life. His Spirit comes into you and you're this new person. You're able to do all these things. Do you believe that power's in you? See, because. If so, why do so many Christians live such defeated lives, still wallowing around in their sin, still holding on to stuff and going, I can't really change that, I can't really change that, I'm stuck with that, I was born with that, this, this, this. You guys, are you kidding me? The power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. There isn't anything that you can't do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so many Christians are like a bunch of butterflies rolling around in the dirt. That's seriously what we look like. You've got all this power 
all this ability and you choose to roll around the dirt and wallow in your garbage, hey, we've done it. We've all done it. But we don't have to. Because the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. I mean, think about this for a second. Think, and I don't mean to belittle anyone's issues, but, but what is the biggest thing in your life right now? Your biggest sin, your biggest temptation, the biggest issue in your life you haven't been able to get over. Think about that for a second. And now compare that to taking a dead body, a body that has been crucified, and, and, and making that body rise from the grave. Are you going to look at God and say, you know what, I understand your power could take that body that was crucified and have it rise up, but you know what, my issues are bigger than that. Really? I mean, do we believe this verse or not? I can do anything. I can fly. I believe it. I just believe in my life I can get rid of any sin in my life, any issues. That, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that, that as that little caterpillar in my old self, I could never do. But now I've got the power of the resurrection inside of me. There's nothing I can't do. And I hope you believe that. See, because the resurrection is not just for 2,000 years ago, a man rising from the grave. It's about a power that's alive and well today and dwells inside of us to where we don't have to wallow in our sin anymore. Psalm 89, God made a covenant with David that he would always have a descendant on his throne. The ultimate fulfillment of the Davidic covenant is in Jesus Christ, the son of David, and he will reign forever. When Jeremiah viewed the destruction of Jerusalem, he may have felt as Ethan did when the king was defeated and dethroned. Instead of questioning God's faithfulness, Jeremiah reaffirmed it. Great is your faithfulness. Never judge God's faithfulness on the basis of what you see or how you feel, because His promises do not fail. Psalm 89, verses 38 through 52. But now you, the Lord, have rejected him, David. Why are you so angry with the one you chose as king? You have renounced your covenant with him, for you have thrown his crown in the dust. You have broken down the walls protecting him, and laid in ruins every fort defending him. Everyone who comes along has robbed him, while his neighbors mock. You have strengthened his enemies against him, and made them all rejoice. You have made his sword useless and have refused to help him in battle. You have ended his splendor and overturned his throne. You have made him old before his time, and publicly disgraced him. O Lord, how long will this go on? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like fire? Remember how short my life is, how empty and futile this human existence. No one can live forever, all will die. No one can escape the power of the grave. Lord, where is your unfailing love? You promised it to David with a faithful pledge. Consider, Lord, how your servants are disgraced. I carry in my heart the insults of so many people. Your enemies have mocked me, O Lord. They mocked the one you anointed as king. 
Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. A person without self-control is as defenseless as a city with broken down walls.